0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic hits.
0: It would be only fitting for me to change the intro music today. Yes. Good old Gay Byrne, of course Most people remember him Most older generation will remember him More so probably from the radio uh, Rather than the TV But the Late Late Show, of course Is what he is synonymous for And as you all know The legendary broadcaster Gay Byrne Did pass away yesterday After a very long illness And uh, I did actually get to speak to him About two years ago I didn't know him, I'm not going to pretend I did uh, but I did get to speak to him about two years ago, he was come on the show for something and he uh, very, digni- very dignified uh, decline he gave us, but I did end up chatting to him for about ten minutes, told him I was a big fan and told him that I had, he had a huge influence in my life, which he did because I thought Gay Byrne was amazing on the radio. It was one of the main reasons I wanted to be on radio. So he was delighted to hear that and applauded me for it. Now Gay of course was best known uh, the best known face and voice in Ireland. He was a man in the street, a very private person as well, master showman and shaman in Irish life for almost four decades. He became the first undisputed king of the invisible empire of Ireland's first television station Radio Telefisheran. And, of course, he interviewed lesbians, nuns, discussed condoms, abortion. He uh, held the singer Sinead O'Connor's hand as she appeared on the show, dressed in clerical garb as uh, Mother Bernadette Mary. Gay Byrne. and his broadcasting style were important to the Irish society and changed Irish society, particularly in the 1960s and 70s, because he asked the questions that the audience and the people at home wanted to hear the answers to, which is what we try to do all the time, I suppose, on radio now, I think we've learned from him. And of course, Gayburn withstood all the uh, picketing and the posturing because he was a staunch defender of freedom of speech. When well, a young uh, Brian Savage uh, called Bishop Brown of Galway a moron, Gaburn invited the young lad back the following week just to reiterate his criticism. His radio show embraced and mourned the bleaker aspects of Irish life while simultaneously revealing in its I suppose quirky, light-hearted moments as well, like that very famous moment of Boyzone, which was actually embarrassing to me more than anything else. Its content reflected diversity that existed in Ireland in the latter part of the 20th century, and of course, on the Gay Byrne show, it was Byrne who made a regular discoveries about what married couples were and weren't doing in the bedroom and the frequency of what they were doing—making love, etc., etc. They are fighting, arguing, living together. And, of course, he lifted all those taboos for the listening audience and the listening public. But today on the show, we have our tribute to Gabor and we want to get your memories of the legendary broadcaster. But also, as well, um, we want, I suppose, to highlight the issues that he raised, and I suppose that we've been talking about for the last 20 or 30 years. Many of those issues that I suppose you would be familiar with, with divorce, homosexuality, um, contraception, sex in general, the Catholic Church... What were the issues that you believe that Gay Byrne, the Late Late Show, RTE and his radio show, over the six decades, I suppose, that he was on air, um, what were those issues that you believe he changed? I want to talk about how far Ireland has come since Gay Byrne broke the ice on these conversations. And actually, it was interesting. Myself and Nina were getting a couple of clips earlier on a Gay Byrne, which I'm playing in a few minutes' time. But one of the clips, you know, mentions a man's anus. And we were saying, gosh, it's 103 time radio, you know, would that be all right? Will we play that? And we seem to have come full circle because, you know, 1973 or whenever that particular clip was on the Late Late Show, live on a Friday night on television, on national television, in a really old-fashioned Ireland, Gay Byrne thought it was okay to play it. But we have to battle with ourselves because of political correctness. Should we play it now? I think we've actually gone back in time. Well, look, lots of people have opinions on Gay Byrne and how brilliant he was. Generally speaking, how brilliant he was. Yes, he got a little bit crankier in his older years. But a lot of people have a great opinion of Gay Byrne and certainly he is a legend of Irish media, television and radio. Another man who is a legend, by the way, who was, he was wandering around the studio there a few minutes ago. And I decided to nab him because he's actually on the Late Late Show special tonight. By the way, at half past nine, there's a Late Late Show special uh, featuring, I suppose, all clips and friends of Gay Byrne. And one of those people who will be on the show is Paddy Cole. Uh, because Paddy was walking around the studio. Good afternoon to you, Paddy. Good afternoon, Niall. Paddy, a bit of a sad day. I know you're on the Late Late Show tonight as part of the tribute uh, for Gay Byrne. This is at uh, 25 to 10 on RT. It's a special Late Late Show. Yeah. Uh, Do you know much about it or what's going on? No,
2: I I got a call uh, yesterday morning from one of the researchers to say that I had done so many Late Late Shows when Gay was there presenting it. And would I come out? First of all, I thought I was going out to be in the audience I oh, thought okay. about putting people in the audience and I said oh that's great I'd like to be there and then uh, the band leader phoned me and said uh, I want to do an arrangement of the piece you're doing so, uh, okay, so I said have you any peace of mind and he said uh, we might do King of the Swingers they want to keep it a sort of an Irish week but light hearted as well
0: okay so it's and it's kind of a bit of a live week yes, I suppose for exactly, three hours. They bring got yeah. a lot of people that know now yeah. you would have known Gay from the show band days oh, you gave, a long long time ago and
2: you gained I, I I was only a a teenager, very young, and I was playing with a band from Monaghan called Morris Lynch's Band, and we came to Dublin fairly regularly to play. And we played in a ballroom called the Ritz Ballroom. And Gabe Bourne, this in the late 50s, Gabe Bourne was the MC oh, okay. on stage. So, and he was introducing the acts and all that sort of thing. And he played a bit of bass. Now, subsequently, my friend Professor Peter O'Brien, we used to do some charity concerts for St. Luke's Hospital and things like that in the concert hall. He started teaching Gabe piano. And Gabe, a lot of people didn't know, Gabe became a very good ragtime piano player and uh, still still practised and played away at the piano. And when I recorded Bourbon Sea Parade, uh, Ray McShurry was on downtown radio, Belfast. He played it first, and then he said to me, make sure you get that into Gay Bourne and RTE. So I went to RTE, <laughs> not going Do, you rem- Do you
0: remember me, Gay? Yeah, <laughs> no,
2: I, was, I wandered about aimlessly, and I saw this sign, the Gay Bourne radio show on a door. So I knocked the door, and gave it to somebody and beat a hasty retreat gone like a rocket <laughs> and uh, the next thing Gay played it the following morning and then he phoned me to see if I'd come on the late late and play it or not and then we became great friends
0: okay was- I mean what sort of guy was he I mean a lot of people have different opinions of Gay look yeah. he was a master at what he did there's oh, absolutely there's no doubt about it a People, a are- professional yeah. people who even know him and good friends admitted he got a bit crankier throughout the years yeah, yeah, but yeah. an absolutely amazing interviewer oh yeah and could really understand people
2: oh yeah yeah, and we used to go, a crowd of us, he had a house in Donegal, and my friend Paul Sweeney has a house in Donegal, he said he's from Dunlow, Paul, and we used to meet up there very regularly for years, and we go on these long walks when both of us were able to do long walks, <laughs> and, uh, we had very interesting chats with him. He was a very interesting guy to talk about any any subject you like he could talk about it.
0: He was a very focused kind of person oh, because was, I was, yeah. I know he was very focused on getting into TV in the first place, but he was working yeah. well in the early days he worked in an insurance company.
2: That's right, but, yeah, but and he, then he went to England to to, to Greada's uh, like television journey. And uh, when he came back, he was very disappointed because he thought he'd walk straight in. But RT. they wouldn't give him a job. They wouldn't give him a job. And his brother had come back from America and was one of the top producers. And he said, uh, you just have to apply like everybody else. He used to laugh telling us that so he applied and he was torn down.
0: Because they said he was too good. <laughs> yeah. He'd make everybody else look bad, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and oh, by no. way, a little known fact, as far as I know, you love you know, the intro to The Late Late Show. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, to whom it concerns, it's The Late Late yeah. Show. Isn't that his brother? That's Al. Yeah, his, yeah, that's Alborn, and they they still yeah. use that clip. That's right. Today yeah. they still use that it.
2: That was Alborn, and Alborn worked for Guinness. And this is a little side story now. And my wife Helen did uh, catering. She was the, the catering manageress in the Bank of Ireland. She went to Calbrew Street, and he started up the pub grub. Al Burn did. Hmm. And Helen used to go and do demonstrations. The publicans would come from the country. All they wanted to do was get locked all day in the pubs, you know what I mean? Go out to the big tree in Blanchard's Town. Helen would be standing up there telling them how to make sandwiches and put a few crisps at the side of it. The boys had no interest whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> but he started all that, yeah.
0: And when was the last time you were on? Well, you would have been, I uh, probably the, uh, the Sonny Knowles uh, tribute night, would you be yeah. been on at that yeah. night?
2: And And uh, when they had, when, R.T. I got a phone call from, from the late, late office last year when they were celebrating their so many years or whatever mm-hmm. it was, uh, 50 years or something like that. And they said anybody that had done more than 25 appearances were going to be invited to the audience. <laughs> now, I genuinely now didn't realise I'd done that many So you've been on it more than 25. So I was in the audience. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was a good night. It's a good night.
0: Um See the difference was in Gay's Day, he produced the show. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, he was the floor producer as well as being the presenter. Did which everything. was very obvious at the time because you'd always hear him go, Take a break, take a break.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do a good imitation on TV to
0: win. Yeah. Roll it there, there you roll go. Colette, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, in those days, of course, T V was much different to the way it is now. Yeah. And we've seen some of the clips over last night and we'll see more again tonight of some of the old yeah. clips of the Late Late yeah. Show. It was yeah. a different type of show. It seemed more vibrant the the audience were involved. People yeah. used to ring. So he had the phone on the desk. People used to that's ring right, into yeah, the they show. Just ring, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, gay? Come on, gay. Yeah. <laughs> so he was initially, I suppose, the first talk show. Really, that's wasn't right.
2: It? Yeah, and and he was very knowledgeable. And uh, like everybody is paying the tribute to him that he listened. He let people talk, and uh, he would ask a question, but then he would let the people talk. He would listen. It was
0: fascinating to watch the way he would draw people in and he would get their confidence by being empathetic and And understanding and that he'd (laughs) cut the tripe out of them. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) He was a genius. Well, look, have a great (laughs) night tonight, Paddy. Thanks very much. And it's going to be a great tribute to Gayburn, of course, tonight on the Late Late Show. All right, thanks very much Thanks very much. Thanks a lot. All right, Paddy's off now and he is off to that tribute tonight. And don't forget, that tribute is on RTE tonight at half past nine. Usual Late Late Show time. Unusual, they're actually not doing it on Friday, but they've decided to do it tonight instead uh, now lots and lots of people have different uh, views on their best part of, of what Gay Byrne has done for Irish society and don't be fooled he's done a lot for Irish society because of course the Late Late Show well you have to understand we had two television stations actually we had one television station realistically it was a long time before t- uh, RT2 came along we had one television station For many, many years. And all we watched was RTE. And, of course, the biggest viewership would have been for the Late Late Show. Every single week, it probably had over a million viewers that would watch it. And it changed and moulded Irish society. And, of course, one of the big scandals back in 1992 was when we found out a bishop from Galway uh, had a secret son, which was never heard of. A bishop or a priest having a son. It was happening all the time. But Gay Byrne was the first person, of course, to bring it out to the open and challenge the Catholic Church. And he, of course, brought on Annie Murphy. I'll play a quick clip of that.
3: Let me
4: finish by asking you, uh, Annie, when did you last see Raymond?
0: Uh, in
5: August of uh, 1991.
4: ninety-one. Ninety-one. that was the last time.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm.
4: Do you hope to see him again? He has said that he will contact Peter and he will try to develop some sort of relationship with Peter now. But do you?
5: No, I... I... Um, that would be entirely up to him and I would have no say in that. That wouldn't be entirely. If Amen wanted to say something to me, whether it be good or bad, then I would, uh, I would see him, but I would not seek him out, no.
4: What would you say to him if you met him, do you think?
5: I would wait for him to speak with me, and then I would have to take it from there. Mm.
4: Mm. Okay, the book is on the record. Presumably, it will become a movie in due course,
5: or, a, go ahead.
4: or a mini television series or whatever, and mm-hmm. um, looking at that now, what is your, in, in summation, what is your feeling at the moment? Are you filled with sadness about the whole thing? Do you regard it as a tragedy?
5: I think it is sad in, in the aspects that if Eamon had come forward just a little bit and had maybe seen Peter two or three times a year, this could have been avoided and um, I think that's sad um, I didn't expect for this to be easy and I, uh, I expect that people that are around Bishop Casey would rally around him as I would any friend yes. I, would. Yeah. I had a friend that was in tremendous trouble yeah. and I rallied around her and gave the best support I could um, but I told the truth um, yes. as I saw it and there were some things about it that were not Terrific in, in that situation, and, um,
4: but I gave the good parts. I happen to think that Bishop Amon took bad advice when he decided to leave the country. Do you?
5: He might not have been able to help himself. He might have just been told to do it, and uh, I was surprised. Um, I thought he would stay, to be honest with
4: you. Okay, it sure is a tragedy, and it's a sad story no matter how you look at it.
0: It was Annie Murphy, of course, when Bishop Casey absconded and left the country when it was found out that he had a son, which would have been very, I suppose, controversial at the time. Let me go to uh, Brian. Brian, you're on Classic kids How hey, do you, Brian?
6: Hi, oh, Neil. Not too bad at all. I just heard your clip there of Annie Murphy, you know? Hmm. Um,
0: Quite a shocking well, story at the time, wasn't it?
6: Oh, well, it was. But in, uh, in fairness to Gabe Bond, he was one of the few people that would actually bring that on television, you know, and mm-hmm. hear it. I mean, he was... Um, he was out there. He was one of the great presenters, even though I thought he gave Annie Muffy a bit of a half did. Now, him. he has
0: been, I suppose, condemned for that particular interview because as far as, I mean, if you look back at the Late Late Show, he, was, he wasn't he was afraid of the Catholic Church. He more or less told uh, Bishop McRae to get lost at one stage when they suggested taking him off the air. So I was surprised that he kind of took in Casey's side and kind of treated her with some contempt, really, didn't he? He did. You
6: know, I mean... So she was the fallen woman, and that she got him to do what he did. You know what I mean? That he was the innocent bystander in this thing, and to his Annie Murphy lady led him astray and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was horrific. I mean, I, I was surprised that Gay. I was actually delighted that he brought her on because he wasn't afraid to bring her on and open up the story. Mm-hmm. But then when he brought her on, he kind of gave her a bit of a hard time on it. And um it,
0: it was yeah, he kind of he kind of yeah. stigmatized her, which was quite common in Ireland at the time to stigmatize kind of single mothers. You know, uh, this kind of idea that you know she should be almost ashamed of herself, and not Bishop Eamon Casey, who had done a runner out of the country when he was found out. So it was a kind of I found that a very odd interview, particularly for Gay Byrne.
6: Yeah, I would be the same. I mean, at the time, if I remember properly, the whole world problems. Were created by unmarried mothers. That's the extension of that, like, but you understand where it comes from. <clears throat> and he was saying, only for people like Annie Murphy, this would be a great country, and the Catholic Church are doing a great job. Uh, and this person is coming along and telling pork pies or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. because I mean, at the time, she wasn't actually believing. Yeah, because he, if that,
0: you listen to that interview, he says, is it going to be a movie or a drama or a miniseries? More or less insinuating she was just trying to make money out of it.
6: Yeah, that's, that's where I was coming from. Like, And it was really very poor of him to go down that road. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if he understood him down through the years, he could give hard interviews and he could give soft interviews, depending on the person. And see, this visited, is what it is. He I mean,
0: you've, you've got six decades of interviews, and yet you could pick out one or two where you'd say, he shouldn't have done that. And I would completely agree with you. And, you know, in hindsight, if he was here today, he'd probably agree with you himself. Um, I, because I I can think back you know I, I'm certainly not six decades in the business but I know there's been interviews that I've done that I kind of went I probably shouldn't have taken that line with that person or I was a bit harsh on that person or I shouldn't have said that you know so I mean there are times and I think we all know those one or two times but I mean over the six decades I think if you look at every other interview uh, he did some of the very memorable ones of course you know you, you would say he did a good job
6: Oh well, I would absolutely agree with you I mean I would have grown up with with Gabe and my youth and whatever, you know, as you kind of said, like, it was the only television programme that we had on um, at the time in Ireland. But, I mean, he did some great interviews. I thought when the, the other one that he did, uh, which took the urine out of P. Flynn when he was talking about his three houses. Oh, yes. That was fantastic as well, you know what I mean? The way he was able to draw P. Flynn out and tell them, like, that um, you have three houses. And you find it very hard, you you know, I I thought that was great, the the way he was able to get P. Flynn, because P. Flynn was actually taking the urine of everybody in Ireland at the time. Well, well,
0: hold on, I have that clip here now. Of course, the first part of the clip is where P. Flynn is boasting about how many houses he has. And then, of course, he asked him in relation to the developer and had he received any bribes, and this was the answer P. Flynn gave. I run a home in Dublin, Castlebar and Brussels. I want to tell you something. Try it sometime when you have a couple of cars and, and three houses and three homes and a few housekeepers and I want to tell you and everything else. But remember, it's a
4: well-paid job. I haven't seen him now for some years. I've seen I met him. He's a Sligo man yes. who went to England, made a lot of money, came back, wanted to do a lot of business in Ireland. Didn't work out for him. Didn't work out for him. He's not well, his wife isn't well and he's, he's out of sorts.
7: Those remarks angered Tom Gilmartin who then decided to give evidence to the Mahon Tribunal who was investigating corruption in the planning process. process. There you go.
0: Uh, and uh, that, that was that famous moment, of course, where Finn <laughs> yeah. made a bit of a fool I of mean, himself. He
7: had
6: three housekeepers and three cars. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I mean, Ireland I at that time, like, I mean, we weren't exactly poverty strictly, stricken, like, but I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't something that the
0: audience really wanted to hear. No, not at all. All right. Yeah, 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 Listen, yeah. thanks for that. Appreciate it. Thanks very much indeed, Brian. Uh, uh, all right, let me just go to Donald. Donald, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Donald?
3: I don't know. Well, Niall, as usual, you're the first show that's actually been honest because I listened to all the other shows and you can't say anything bad about the man whatsoever. Like now, well, you can say bad
0: things about him, but I mean, overall, no, no, I think no, he's a man I, was a no, genius.
3: No, no, I, I would, and overall, he didn't. I give it, you know, something he had one particular talent that was fantastic, and you mentioned it there with Bodger Flynn. He was able to get people on his show, and he'd let them be their. He'd be their friend, or let them think he was their friend, and he'd throw rope and rope and rope at them and they just hang themselves. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. He, he, he had a talent for that. that was. On. I mean, he'd done it with Padre Finn. He'd done it with Joanne. I can't think of her name. She was tapping Charlie High. He'd he done it with her.
8: Mm-hmm. You know what I
3: mean? Like, but but, he, but he, I remember, like, then the bad one was the interview when he'd done with Annie Murphy, uh, Bishop Casey, where she, he did say to her at the end of it, I hope your son turns out have to be half end it.
0: Yeah, and I... Uh, that was an embarrassing interview. And I think, as I said already, I think if he yeah. was here today, he would probably yeah. tell us the same thing himself.
3: Yeah, I mean and I mean there's a lot of people saying about the Late, late Show. The late, late Show itself I mean it wasn't that fantastic. I, mean,
0: I see, I, I, thought, I, it I thought it was at the time because it was but, a yeah, different well, show.
3: Yeah, but Nile, do you know we we had nothing else to watch anyway.
0: Well, this was true. It didn't. You know, much there, else was, to watch. there was one channel.
3: And that was it. Like.
0: But so in saying you know, that, the late night you know. show. Then now, I don't know when yeah. they abandoned the audience interaction, but yeah. they used to have you know a good old Barney in the audience, um, yeah. you know, and then you'd have people ringing in just like they would to this show. You'd have yeah. callers, yeah. and he had the phone on yeah. the desk, and he'd yeah. answer the no, phone I, to them.
3: I'll give him one thing. I mean, he took chances. Let's face it. Now, you grew up in the same area I was. He did take chances. When well, he like, was well he I can tell chances.
0: you, live, live radio and yep. live television is dangerous. Yep.
3: It is, and it was dangerous back then, but he, he went... I mean, the best interview I ever remember though, was the Peter Sellers interview. It was absolutely fantastic.
0: Peter Sellers is a genius. So I'm, sadly, by the way, Peter Sellers died in this country. He died in the Manor yeah, Hospital.
3: Peter Sellers told a story about being in an Italian restaurant. I don't know what... The, I'm sure you could Google it or something, but it was one of the funniest stories I ever heard life. And Gay really... Enjoyed laughter, and th- and you have to give him that. I mean, you really do. Mm-hmm. He was patronising, like, I had no doubt he was patronising. Mm-hmm. But I think that was just his personality. But as a as a as a person and doing his job, yeah, he, he, like he earned the licence fee. If, if, that sort of way, you know what I mean?
0: Oh no, he he absolutely did earn the licence uh,
3: fee. And I'm giving that, but I don't. You know, it's two muppets follow him. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, as I said, the audience interaction was probably the best part of the show at the time. They, they, they did away with that when Pat Kenny came yeah. along. But yeah. here's, a, here's a couple of clips for the way the audience interaction.
4: Down through the years, we had discussions about things, we had talks about things, and then we had ferocious rows about things. And when you look back at the apoplectic anger experienced by people discussing those things which were nearest and dearest to them, have a look at this selection. Roll it there, Ray, please. How do you actually start that problem out? Easy, easy as far as John Bowden concerned. Try and make a few bob, out, We charge everybody who wants to apply for the job a tenner. That's actually that's, that's the attitude of the government to the problem. Are
5: you going to give the, the jobs to the vets, the farriers, the saddlers, the liveryman, the lorry man? The breeders, the fellows that do all the things that and the horse the the industry is not dependent on despicable, unjustifiable cruelty to a small animal. <laughs> not
1: listening to my point
3: the people would allow the introduction of divorce but they would not have this snowball effect, this mad gallop and dash to have a divorce. I'm afraid that people like Alice Glead have a very poor opinion of the Irish people and in fact they have a very low opinion of Irish marriage.
6: Uh, I'd like to hear before this discussion finish, finishes uh, something other than just the coalition view and the Fianna Fáil, you whom are, are tax right parties? I believe aye, aye, we are aye, doing aye. very
4: well in a lot of respects, and we shouldn't knock this country aye, as much
5: aye, as we Think of an infant teacher, a junior infant teacher, with 25 little infants of 4 years old, which is a barbaric age for children to come to school in the first place. There should be proper childcare facilities for them, not school at 4 years old. If you think of that, that means that if you go into a corner, as the new curriculum would suggest, and give five children three minutes of your time, you'll have 20 children pulling the ceiling down at the other end of the classroom. Life is not the beating of a heart. The minimum, ideally, that you give a child is two parents to love it, a roof over its head, food and hope. And if you can't give it those things, then I submit with respect that the beating of its heart is meaningless.
0: There you go, there were some of the uh, the Barneys that oh, would have yeah. been on it over yeah. the years, yeah. Donald. And by the way, did did you notice the first voice? Um, the very, very start of it, right? Uh, the very yeah. first voice. He was an audience member about 25 years of age. Have a, have a quick listen. See so if you recognise his voice. How do you actually sort that problem
3: out? Easy, easy as far as John Bowling concerned. Try and make a few bob, out and charge everybody.
0: Who wants- Who's that? Joe's. It's good. <laughs> good afternoon and welcome to, to the live <laughs> <The line. line. laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, like, Joe is uh, in the audience. He was just yeah. an audience member. But,
3: but, but now, like, they're, they're trying to do that now with Claire Bourne and Pat Kenny at the moment, and, it, and it's not working because the, there's people planted in audiences now and things like that. Like, do you know what I mean? And, and, it, and it is like. like. And I give Gay Bourne another thing. He had views and things, but he didn't always show them. I mean, I think at the most, of it, he was in person. Not like, though. Like, I heard Pat Kenny yesterday morning on News Talk playing at the sound of a chicken getting at Nigel Ferrara. She called Nigel Ferrara a chicken. I mean, because he won't stand in the election. No, that's where's okay. It? Yeah, but where's the impartiality? I mean, they're gone. Like, if, if Gay had done that interview with Peter Casey, would he have lost control? I don't think so.
0: Okay, we'll stay there. Let me go to John O'Donovan. John O'Dea, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Afternoon, how are you? Oh, actually, do me a favour, John. I have to go to break. Can you wait? I'll come straight back to you after the break, all right? Yes, OK, no keep thing. texting, keep WhatsApping. What are your favourite moments of The Late Late Show or the Gayburn Radio Show throughout the years? And what are your memories of Gayburn? Let us know. <laughs> yes, which you mentioned as well, I was just going to say, Niall, the same thing. We've gone backwards. Gayburn was a great proponent of sp- uh, free speech. Look how far we've fallen. You're absolutely right. And I can tell you now from working radio in the last 20 years, uh, Gayburn was the man who led the way, both on radio and television, uh, then came along Jerry Ryan, of course, who was uh, again very outspoken, but Gay was certainly in there first, talking about things that nobody else would talk about because people were afraid because the Irish, Ireland that we knew at the time was very much controlled by the morals of the Catholic Church. And of course, Gay, uh, the bishop, uh, I remember Bishop McQuaid, and Ortier were put under huge pressure from Bishop McQuaid to get him off the air at one stage. Uh, But they couldn't because he had already signed a contract at that stage to be the producer and the presenter of the Late Late Show. And the show had become so popular that Ortier created this monster that they couldn't dare get rid of because it was bringing in massive ratings. So more or less the bishop were told to go and get lost which means that we were allowed to speak. We were finally allowed to talk about things like, you know, the Catholic Church and abortion and divorce and sex and all those kind of things that we weren't allowed to talk about before on television at any stage. Even even De Valera nearly had a heart attack when he thought there was a television station coming along. He believed that he was fearful that it would be dangerous. But, of course, now when you look, we're gone in full circle. In the last, and I've noticed it particularly, in the last nine to ten years, slowly but surely, we're now being restricted again in what we're allowed to talk about, and we have to think twice should we say this because if we do, and a lot of that is to do with, not obviously gay burn and everything else it's to do with social media. But at the time, of course, gay burn was talking about sex, and this is the kind of conversations that would have happened
4: on the show down through the years. As you know, we spoke about many, many things, ladies and gentlemen, all sorts of things, great arguments about this, that, and the other politics and communism. Marion remembered all of that class. But we also, on occasion, spoke about sex. These are some of the clips about sex through the years. Have a look.
5: Never before has your show stooped so low to discuss so little. Oh boy, what a show it turned out to be. Not a holy show, but a dirty, disgraceful, rude, garbage heap of cod's
1: wallop.
4: Of course we recognise that people have misgivings about uh, homosexuality because it's something that they don't come across every day. Right. it's normal? Well, it's it's not, right. it's it's not it's normal men for me. It's not normal for a man to be preoccupied with another man's back passage. So what about men who are besotted with women's front passages? <laughs> There's a cross to be carried into Christian life, which may mean that I have to restrain my sexual appetite or it may mean I have to put up with certain things I don't like.
3: Gerard, well, I'd like to know um, if you believe in sex before marriage.
1: Always. <laughs>
0: That certainly would have been a taboo topic at the time: sex before marriage. Uh, going back to John, John O'Dea, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Afternoon. How are you? Good, John. Certainly, the late nature was responsible for opening conversations.
8: Well, uh, just like you, I mean, like uh, he probably got your interest uh, in radio down for years. Maybe that's why you are where you are today. You were influenced by him. Um, I know myself. That's why I watched all the great debates. Okay, maybe we had only one channel now at that stage, black and white. But I mean, everyone sat down to watch a debate show when it was on a Saturday night, and then they moved to the Friday night. I mean, everybody watched it. I mean, right across the demographics, I mean, you know, rich and poor and, and people in the middle, everyone watched it. Everyone spoke about the topics that was on. There were some fantastic debates. They were at the embryonic stage. I mean, I mean, that time I mean, the gay issues like, uh, I mean, abortion, I mean, divorce, contraception. I mean, they were all uh, the North, uh, North of Ireland debates. I mean, they were fantastic. I mean, anyone that was there was privileged at the time. I think he was absolutely brilliant interviewer. I think if he was in America, he would have been a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Well, he, of, he, he
0: was offered an opportunity to go to America, but he turned it down.
8: Yeah, I... Because he said know.
0: he wanted to stay in Ireland.
8: Yeah, well, it's obviously, he he preferred maybe to, to live in Ireland, right? But uh, getting back to some of the debates, like I agree with the other callers there, the, and yourself, the Annie Murphy thing, I think a bit of a car crash. All right. And I, I think like he had so much affection with Bishop Casey because Casey was on the shore a lot. and like he was the Jovial Bishop, like and he was different to the the Norman clergy that we would encounter and he was like the breath of fresh air. And then when the S one T hit the fan, I think like uh kinda of had a little lie if it wasn't, but I think he was very dismissive that night to any We Also did Jerry Adams, another character. Well well I
0: well I, well, I, under, I, I for people who don't remember, of course, he didn't sit beside Jerry Adams. He walked out onto the floor. He did, and yeah. he introduced him as a controversial character. And yeah. Jerry Adams had to ask him to come over and sit beside him. He said, Are you not going to go yeah. over and, and sit beside you, him? You remember he, he wouldn't would shake Lennar, his hand either.
8: Yeah, Hugh Leonard, the playwright, right. Uh, who fell over with Gabe for some strange reason after. Gay Boden doesn't even know himself. Um, he started shouting at war and calling Adams a murderer and everything and all. But the thing is, like, he was asked... Years well, Adams
0: claimed he was ambushed that night. Yeah, well,
8: I heard... Uh, well, Burden, there's a
0: bit of irony but, in that, by you yeah, well. uh, uh,
8: yeah, I know. I heard him being interviewed years after. And he, that was... Came up in an interview, right, with Gabe Burton And it's why he didn't shake hands. Because normally he would shake hands with every guest that would come out. But he didn't and that. time he got up and walked away and left Adams to sit down on his own. And he said, Gabe Burton's the one warned, and it's probably up there, similar document this. He said he was told not to shake hands by the, the top people in our field with Gerry Adams, if he had shaken hands with Gerry Adams, they would go through a blank screen. No, I think what Gay should have done, regardless of the man, he should have called that bloody bluff. Because whatever you think about Adams, he deserved the same respect as any of the guests coming on the shore, right? Did he?
0: he? Did have... he at the time deserve the same respect? Well,
8: well I mean, look, I mean, you're going you, to you got to... Re-
0: you got to remember the time it was. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you this is the time where people have just... Thousands of people have lost their lives. So I mean, it was you know, it, it, the, the time was different. I mean, okay, Jerry Adams was on last year with Ryan Tuberty. He's been on with Pat Kenny as well, mm-hmm. and it was a very different type of interview because he, he was then a political character. Uh, yeah. But now, at that particular time, he was seen as somebody who was in, uh, responsible and part of the IRA um, who were responsible for the deaths of people.
8: Well, well, this is where the impartiality has to come in. Then, like as I said, like it was only a handshake, but apparently they would have been a blank screen. Like so, two that, mm-hmm. years after I had that. Also, I, I heard something very sad yesterday there. One of the farmer producers there, uh, Larry Masterson, said they all went out there before he got sick, maybe two or three years, four or five years ago maybe. G- uh, Gay was there and all the people that worked with him, uh, Mike Murphy was there, and they were all telling the stories about what like, fun they had and everything. And I it was so sad that he said the Gay popped up and he said, listen to you guys, you had so much fun, I took it all so serious. But that's why he was so good. He took it so serious. He lived and breathed that job. And he went home to his family. Then he concentrated on his job again. Like if the politicians today that have destroyed this country, like with the homelessness and kids eating their dinner off of, off of the pavement, right? If they took their job as serious, did. if they were as meticulous as him, we wouldn't even be
0: having conversations about politicians. I would completely agree with you, John. Loads of people, by the way, sending in their WhatsApps and texts. Is it a WhatsApp message? Hi, Niall. It's uh, Brendan here in Galway. Um, the loss of Gibbern—it's—it's like—it's like losing your dad, isn't it? It's
6: like he was in every home for so many years that you just—it's—it's it's like losing your, your own one—one one of your own family. That's just my view on it, anyway. Thanks, Niall.
0: Nice one. All right, it is—it is like losing one of your... because I suppose he was in everybody's home. Peter, on classic kids, doing, hey, Peter. How's it going, man? How you doing, Peter? Uh, Gay Byrne helped your mother?
7: Yeah, at one stage, yeah. When we were uh, going through hard times, I think she sent him a letter, and a couple of weeks later, he sent her money in the post.
0: No. Yeah, one hundred percent. And he sent her. He actually sent her money. Well, I think it was a check at the time. I can't well, remember. Well, well it would probably be a check at the time. All right.
7: Yeah.
0: And can remember it? And she just she just sent him a random letter saying that she had she's on hard she was in hard times and.
7: Yeah, sent him a letter saying she was going through hard times. So I, I remember it must have been shh, probably nine or ten at the time, and I can remember it.
0: Oh, that was nice,
7: um, wasn't it? It was. But in, in saying that as well, um, would he ha- have had as great an effect on people if there had been more than one television station back in the day? Like
0: Probably a, not. He no,
7: lot, He had a lot of influence over what happened in the country the way RTE does today with our um with their agenda. You know, so in a way I think I'm not look, with great respect, a man was in everyone's eyes a like a, a, a monument or a A novelty, legend certainly, you. yes, yeah. yeah. But would he have had that effect if there had to be an other alternatives to what people were watching at the time.
1: You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. there had to
7: be other television stations, if there had to be other airwaves. Like it was all we had. Had RT2, RT1,
0: and I think. Well, you didn't have RT2. Two. RT two. Well, you didn't have RT2 at that stage, yeah. Well, you're going back a bit further than <laughs> me. Know, you know <laughs> yeah, you didn't. I he
7: wouldn't have had a, as great uh, influence on the Irish uh, lifestyle and culture if there had to be another alternative. No, I would probably
0: point. agree with you because he wouldn't have had the audience. That audience exactly. would have been diluted, yeah, of course.
7: The Toy Star, the Toy Show, that was the highlight of everybody's year back in the 80s going back probably your time
0: in the 60s, was it? I, w- I would imagine that every single... <laughs> oh, stop it. It would have been the 60s, actually. I was a kid in the 60s. <laughs> every single family watched the toy show. Now, I I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The audience is still good for the toy show. It's about a million people. But at the time, yeah. it would have been everybody watched the toy show. Yeah.
7: Neighbours that hadn't got televisions, getting their pyjamas on and going into the next house. <laughs> Even still, now my wife gets the sweets and everything in for the kids. Yeah. Toy shows on, and watch the toy show. Mm-hmm. But as we said back then, when he was on, I don't think he would have had an as great an influence if there was other alternatives. And I think a lot of the stuff that he did do was pushed on him as well by RTE. The same way today, RTE. Like I, don't, I, 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 I don't. I. I don't think.
0: On. I don't think RTE influenced him too much. Um, I think Orty were very afraid of him to some extent, because you've got to remember the power that he had for advertising, because he had massive audience. And they were absolutely shitting themselves that he was going to leave. So I I don't, for for one minute, I don't believe they had any power over him.
7: Yeah, but with the Jerry Adams thing, do you reckon he had power over
0: them? Well, well, according like, to John, I didn't actually hear that story and I didn't know that story. Right. So John enlightened me there today. I thought it was his own decision not to shake Jerry Adams' hand because I know he did hold Jerry Adams in great contempt at the time. Because of course a lot of people did, because Jerry Adams' involvement with the IRA and the Republican movement but in saying that, you know, obviously time's moved on and, you know, we start to respect people from a political point of view, but at that particular yeah. time I think Gabe Wern would have had that same contempt and I thought that was why he didn't shake his hand.
7: Yeah, and he was pushing his agenda onto people that the troubles were all wrong and this, that and the other, but not taking into consideration the people up in the likes of Dirty and all that were being killed and from a, an Irish point of view, like, you know, mm-hmm. he pushed Dirty Adams as a, as a terrorist and this, that and the other, but What about the people up and dirty and the people... But that would have been... Yeah, but he was...
0: You have to remember, he was the voice of the common man. And the majority of people in Ireland, the vast majority of people in Ireland, didn't support the IRA.
7: Because they didn't understand. They weren't up there in the troubles. Whether, so whether like, you
0: were up there in the troubles or not, nobody supported killing, uh, be it from the British soldiers or be it from the IRA. And yes, Jerry exactly. Adams w- was kind of ambushed on that show that, that, not that particular night. He wasn't aware that there was going to be so many people on against him, uh, but he was ambushed on the show. I have to go into a break. I, well, sorry, Peter, yeah. I'm not interrupting you on purpose, but I do have to go into a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-08. Uh, just very quickly, here's a, that famous clip about the condoms.
4: Let me put something to you. I was going to show the people tonight to finish off with how to use a condom. Now, do you want me to show them or not? I can't tell you what to do, what not to do. Again. Well, what's your opinion? though? What I are you, you wouldn't with respect. Why so? Because I don't think it's right for me or my children to see that sort of thing. Quite honestly, because I would not encourage my children to use condoms. So how old are your children? One's 27, one's, tw- one's down <laughs> at the 24. 27? One's 27 and the other is 21. And you're afraid of him watching television at no, no, a quarter of a no. He's no longer he's in London. But what are you afraid of? I, I have an 18-year-old daughter and I, I wouldn't want to, to see these things. You wouldn't want your 18-year-old daughter to see a condom? I'm telling you, if she was in the sitting room last night with me, I'd have been very embarrassed. <laughs> would. would she have been embarrassed? I think she would have. I think she would have. Would his daughter have been
6: embarrassed? Well, I can
0: only talk for my daughter. She wouldn't, know. All right, loads of messages. WhatsApp, etc. coming in. Here's another message for you.
6: How are you, Noel? Good show. Um, yeah, it's sad to see Gay Byrne. He's gone. Uh, I think he's off the screen. I'll tell you, Twenty years he's off the late late show. I think people thought that he was going to come back. but it's <laughs> now just finally cements it. he's not coming back. So I think it's hit people a bit hard. On him. They expected, yeah. And um, that's all.
0: Yeah, it would have been nice. Wouldn't it to come back for one show? And uh, just in relation to, of course, uh, some of the topics that he raised over the years, uh, divorce was one. Of course, only recently in a referendum we voted to reduce divorce down to two years. The original referendum back in nineteen ninety six only made it by a margin. But the attitude towards divorce was very different in Gay Burns time. What about Italy? Come to think of it, a okay, very, I'm very
4: low rate. Of di- divorce. Divorce.
2: Italy, uh,
0: a very low rate of divorce. Has very, very low rate of
3: divorce since divorce was
4: introduced They are very following a
3: referendum in nineteen seventy nine. And if a, a similar referendum were, were held mm-hmm. here, I'm sure that we would have a similar result. J-P-C. The people would allow the introduction of yeah. divorce, but they would not have this snowball effect, this mad gallop and dash to have a divorce. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that people like Alice Glenn have a very poor opinion of the Irish yes. people. And in fact, yeah, they I have a very low opinion of Irish marriage.
0: <laughs> 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 they, s- they certainly did. Uh, Adrian, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Adrian? Adrian. How you doing, Neil? How's very, very different attitudes back in the seventies towards, I suppose, things that we kind of take for granted now.
7: Oh yeah, 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 yeah! A big taboo with the whole thing, you know.
0: What was your memory of Gayburn?
7: I think the the funniest memory ever I had was the time uh, Mike Murphy photobombed him in the interview.
0: Oh, what a great one that was in the in Trinity College.
7: Yeah, <laughs> and. I think
0: on the next show, the following Saturday, he denied that he used uh, the F word. You know? Oh, well, he clearly did use the F word, yeah. He said, <laughs> Do you F? understand how to F off? Yes, that's <laughs> right, he did. <laughs>
7: Our, our house, they were all sitting on the couch watching it, and we
0: all laughed, you know. <laughs> I have to say, Mike Murphy, of course, is another Irish legend as well. He was probably they they said at one stage he was probably the best presenter of Candid Camera in the world because Candid Camera, of course, ran in loads of different countries. But Mike Murphy was brilliant at it. I mean. I'm he, uh, yeah, that yeah. was excellent. It was absolutely yeah. excellent. And uh, are you going to miss Gay, Well, I mean, he hasn't really been doing much recently. He's been, I suppose, a DJ on radio, or Lyric FM, for a little while. Um, he's, the Meaning of Life, of course, was quite popular there for a while, and that, that famous clip of Stephen Fry, which I'll play in a second. But I think we're all going to miss him.
7: We are indeed. We are indeed, surely, Neil. He, he definitely was part of my title growing up every uh, Saturday night, before the changes of Brighton eight. It was one thing that was always on in our
0: house, you know. I think everybody's too. Thanks for that, Adrian. And by the way, finally, just in relation to the Stephen Fry clip, Stephen Fry has sent a message. And he said, I had the honour and the pleasure to appear on The Late Late Show several times. Such was his standing in Ireland that I would, have, I would be stopped on the street the next day with greetings like, Ah, I see you were on the show with himself last night. Or when will he be coming back to talk to himself again? Uh, to uh, have earned the uh, respect that he has and something he said himself, I reckon most uh, notorious experience with himself uh, came when he dropped me a question which led to a quite, quite a hoo-ha. I feared I shocked him somewhat with my reply uh, but he could not have been more delighted, charming and I think tolerantly amused by my wickedness. So here's to himself. Who know? Uh, maybe he will... Uh, who knows? Maybe he will... Uh, wake up in a certain place and pass on my regards. And that's a really sweet message. That was from Stephen Fry, and he was referring to that very famous question when Gayburn, only recently, only in the last three years, asked Stephen Fry what he would do if he got to the pearly gates and God was there. Have a listen to what he said.
4: Suppose what Oscar believed in as he died, in spite of your protestations, suppose it's all true, mm. and you walk up to the pearly gates and you are confronted by God, What will Stephen Fry say to him, her, or it? I will basically, what's known as theodicy, I think, I'll say bone cancer in children?
6: What's that about? How dare you? How dare you create a world in which there is such misery that is not our fault? It's not right. It's utterly, utterly evil. Why should I respect a capricious, mean-minded, stupid God who creates a world which is so full of injustice and pain? That's what I'd say.
0: Well, there you go. And the final statement, by the way, that Stephen says there, maybe he will now wake up in that certain place and pass on my regards, (laughs) really says it all uh, to the humour of Stephen Fry. And just our final WhatsApp message from one of our texters.
1: Hello, Niall. My name is Caroline. I'm ringing about Gay Byrne. I was read at the same time as Gay would have been on the television. Obviously, I went to England as well after that. But I remember my dad who was in Limerick, um, the f- famous taxi driver Tom Sheehan, he used to bring huge amount of crisps, club orange, 7up and we had a budgie at the time who used to pip, pip 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 when Gay's voice came on trying to take him off, it was one of the happiest times I can ever remember in my life, I thoroughly enjoyed his programs. He had wonderful diction, and I feel so sorry, really sorry for Kathleen today, because she's a proper lady, and I hope everything, the arrangements, etc., go well for them. God rest you, Gay.
0: Well, absolutely well said, and that's a nice final word. God rest you, Gay, and everybody should raise their glass and watch the Late Late Show tonight at half past nine.